Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Harinam Chintamani and this will be the last episode for the Harinam Chintamani and we are looking at the second half of the last chapter which is Nama Bhajan which is actually, I found out, um, an essay written by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur it is not part of the Harinam Chintamani book but it was actually a separate essay, Nama Bhajan, this last chapter is an essay uh, by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and uh, that was added as the last chapter to this book. So, alright, we will uh, seek the blessings of Srila Prabhupada in the entire parampara and then we will start <coughs> reading that. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan He Krishna Karuna Sandho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripasandhubhya Evacha Paditanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namonamaha Namom Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So today will be the last part of this Harinam Chintamani the second half of the last chapter and uh, since it has started a bit late quite late um, so I request all the devotees to kindly share this among the um, other devotees so that they can come online uh, during this live stream so that we can all um, learn together right <coughs> kindly share in the groups so that they can all come online whoever is free so as I said uh, right in the beginning so actually this whole chapter the English was it was, more, it was uh, very much like an English lesson uh, and that's because Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur has written this chapter and not Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Um, this was actually a separate chapter on its own, Nam Bhajan, 
by Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur and it was added as this last chapter of this particular book here um, because it's relevant to this uh, chanting. Um, so that's why it was added here. So we will, uh, I mean it contains very very important instructions, this whole chapter. So let's uh, read the second part of it. We have already done the first part. Now is the second part. Devotees who thirst for prema are, and are on the way to it chant and realize this holy name of Hare Krishna by counting on beads. Now if you remember in the last session we have stopped uh, at the point where um, Gopal Guru Goswami, the disciple of Sarup Damodar Goswami was quoted um, and his explanation on the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, what is the meaning of Hare Krishna and Rama. Um, so that is um, mentioned just as a, you can see there on the top is termed as Rama so that is the meaning of the word Rama there and from there we are um, proceeding on and Bhaktisiddhan Saraswathakur says <coughs> devotees who thirst for prema and are on the way to it chant and realize this holy name of Hare Krishna by counting on beads while chanting and remembering the name, they incessantly remember his spiritual characteristics by explaining to the mind the meanings of the holy name. And this is a um, very interesting way how Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur um, is explaining how we can control our mind and focus our mind on the holy name. You see, while chanting, and remembering the name they incessantly remember his spiritual characteristics by explaining to the mind the meanings of the holy name <clears throat> so convincing ourselves not like uh, something uh, brainwashing <laughs> but because we are forgetful of krishna so we have to remind ourselves of all the good instructions about all the glories of the holy name so that we always Stay attentive to the holy name. See? In this way, their heart is very soon freed from very from every spot and becomes pure and stainless. And with the morning twilight of the holy name, as the heart is purified by constant remembrance, the holy name dawns on the horizon of the transparent heart with full shining rays. So the holy name is compared to the sun. And dawning of the sun means um, even before the sun has risen, there is already light. So similarly, when the full potency of the holy name is not yet realized, um, even then there is already illumination. And one can see one's life becomes illuminated. <clears throat> and when one actually chants, then the sun rises and then the whole atmosphere becomes very uh, pure. Just like when there is a, when there is darkness, there is fear of ghosts or there is cold. Um, you know what is that? <clears throat> there is lamentation. I mean, there is fear, there is cold, and there is uh, two, three things actually. Shoka moha bhayapaha. Shoka is lamentation. 
श्रीमद्भागत वन सेवन सेवन This is shoka moha bhaya paha. Extinguish the fire of lamentation, illusion, and fearfulness. There's another one. I think in the eleventh canto or somewhere. Cold fear and darkness. Yatho pasraya manasya. भगवत विभावसु शीत भय तमोप्ये साधून संसेवतस्तथा जस्ट इज कोल्ड फियर एंड डार्कनेस आर इराडिकेटेड फॉर वन हु हैज अप्रोच द सैक्रिफिशियल फायर और इवन द सन सो डलनेस फियर एंड इग्नोरेंस आर डिस्ट्रॉयड फॉर वन एंगेज इन दिस इन सर्विंग द डिवोरीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड सो द होली नेम इज ऑल्सो लाइक दिस सो एनीथिंग कनेक्टेड विद कृष्णा कृष्णा और द भागवतम or the devotees um everything the holy name everything is like this <clears throat> those who have accepted the holy name are either self realized devotees or are still trotting onwards to self realization so two one who are already self realized they are also chanting one who are on the path they are also chanting of these the latter class of devotees are divided according to their early and advanced stages so those who are on the way to self realization they are either on the early or advanced stages besides these devotees who are eternally free no longer confuse the soul for the body and never identify themselves with the body or mind in the early stage devotees begin to chant the name in a fixed number and as they gradually increase their countings they come to a stage when their tongue does not stop for a moment from singing the holy name although devotees in their first stage have no taste for the holy name because their tongues are cholera stricken by avidya still a patient and continuous utterance of the name proves to be the only remedy later they will feel uneasy if stopped if stopped from singing the name a constant and regardful chanting produces a supreme liking for him so the the first that is explaining this is i think you all know noi 7 nectar of instruction 7 syat krishna nama charita disitapya vidya pitto pataptarasanasya narochikanu kintvadaradanu dinam khalu saiva jushta ंग and his disease is gradually destroyed at the root so the ayurvedic way of um, curing jaundice is to give sugar candy and the way it is administered was described by shri prabhupada in one of his lectures uh, the sugar candy the rock sugar uh, it is actually immersed in a cup of, in a cup of water 
and it is kept like that overnight so the the sugar i mean melts into the water and the next day morning one has to drink that water now when he is actually having jaundice he will not taste it as sweet he will taste it as bitter um but that does not mean oh this is bitter this is not working you know it's not no he has to just keep on taking it and then by the fifth day around fourth fifth sixth day it will start to taste as sweet and that is when he has come out of his jaundice so <clears throat> similarly just like the jaundice afflicted person has to just keep on taking it although it is tasting bitter so similarly a person who has taken to this uh, chanting of hari krishna uh, in the in the beginning may find it bitter um you know i have to do 16 rounds you know i have to do it attentively there are so many offenses and because of his offenses sometimes it his attraction for the holy name you know is like a roller coaster mm. so there is um, sometimes he comes offenses and then he does not have the same attraction and so it's all you know a lot of troubles in the beginning and also um it's not actually troubles but just that inconveniences hmm. but as he keeps on taking it he will ha- uh, have this natural relish within his tongue and his disease is gradually destroyed at the root and that time he will relish the chanting and he he finds it odd if he cannot chant if he cannot engage in krishna service that's why devotees even with a little advancement in krishna consciousness they don't like any more their previous friendships um where they were just you know talking some meaningless stuff hanging out with friends and you know talking what so they they lose all this taste they lose um they don't have such um you know drive to go forward in material life it will all slacken because he has found something much higher he doesn't like to waste any more time with friends and relatives talking some trivial stuff with, without any meaning he doesn't have any more interest so that is a sign that he is getting cured usually when a person uh, becomes a devotee he naturally loses a lot of friends among the materialistic class of people and people start to question him hey what happened to you you know you have uh, become a recluse you have you were so you uh, know um, yeah um, what is that lively you were all you know you were doing all these things with us and now you're not doing anymore you're not coming out with us you're not eating with us you're not talking to us so much well when there is no uh, substance because he his relish is somewhere else now he has got in a higher taste even though he is not gone to the shuddhanam stage but even that little advancement is so powerful just like the sun before it has even dawn and before it has even risen the dawn itself is so illuminating that you will not take pleasure anymore in um, you know dark you know um, places or you're not confused anymore you know what is what is what what is what and already the thieves go away the the ghosts go away the fear goes away the coldness goes away so that is the that is the effect 
<clears throat> Later they will feel uneasy if stopped from singing the name. A constant and regardful chanting produces a supreme liking for him. Zeal and earnestness to avoid offences to the holy name are very needful in this stage, in the first stage. Um, a lot of enthusiasm and earnestness to avoid the holy uh, offences to the holy name are very needful in the first stage, which can be done only by an avoidance of worldly-minded men and keeping company with devotees. So, how to reduce offences? By avoiding worldly-minded people and keeping company with devotees. That is the way we come, come out of offence. Of course, even in the association of devotees, we may do so many offences. But, at least we are corrected when we are offending. Whereas, when we are not with devotees, we may continue the offences, but we will, we will not even be corrected. We'll just go on and on like that. Incessant chanting of the holy name will, when the first flow has passed, naturally increase the love for the name and kindness to jivas. So first flow, that means you know this this um, um, this stage of uh, offensive chanting. So when we incessantly chant, continuously chant, then this first stage of chanting will pass. And then natural, there will be a naturally, um, there will be an increase in love for the name, first thing. And also another thing develops as we chant more and more is kindness to jivas. We become kind because we understand then how everybody is suffering without this treasure. In this, karma, jnana and yoga have nothing to do. Uh, kind in this kindness and in this uh, love for the holy name this uh, it has nothing to do with karma jnana or yoga it means people devotees they don't become kind towards the people on the basis of oh karma or jnana or yoga but they understand the spiritual significance uh, the real root cause for all suffering for karmis for example they they see somebody suffering and then okay let me give him food let he let me give him shelter let him let me give him so-called mundane education in this way they come up with so many philanthropic altruistic activities um, so that is to do with karma whereas the kindness to jivas that a devotee experiences has nothing to do with karma or even jnana um, you know incarnations like buddha they wanted to you know he wants he wanted to help the people by getting them to stop animal killing and then he gave them voidism sunyavad which is jnana which is to understand that okay this material life is not a place for happiness fine but real devotional service was not given again uh, some people like you know nowadays there is this um, you know what is it? Sadguru Asadguru so he is teaching some yoga and others also they are you know, teaching some yoga to you know have some kind of a enlightenment kind of situation again it will not help it will not help without krishna nothing is going to help so that kind of kindness is useless they pass off in this world in the name of kindness but that is not kind uh, real kindness means to give him the real treasure which is Krishna. So that's why the love and uh, for the holy name and the kindness to jivas that the devotees have 
has nothing to do with karma jnana and yoga if their workings are strong even then that means if karma jnana and yoga are still strong in the in the life of a devotee as he is chanting they may help the devotees of the holy name in maintaining their livelihood sometimes a devotee may still be you know doing some kind of a work for example uh, the only benefit from such karma jnana and yoga may be some livelihood that's all and it's actually offensive in the in the sense that if i do some kind of a jnana or yoga and then earn a livelihood from that you know and that's all it will help it is not going to be a spiritual um, help from that of course one should not read bhagavatam as a professional way and you know as a means of livelihood but if one is doing anything else can on the level of karma jnana or yoga even as he has become a devotee that will only be maintaining his livelihood but spiritually it will have nothing to do with his advancement so if krishna's holy name is sung with a firm inclination it will before long cleanse the heart and burn away avidya when avidya vanishes the brighter illumination of a true unbiased abnegation and a sense of the relationship between krishna and jeevas will appear in the heart this is very important if krishna's holy name is sung or chanted with firm inclination before long it will cleanse the heart and burn away avidya hmm. uh, or ignorance when avidya or ignorance vanishes the brighter illumination of a true unbiased abnegation what is this unbiased abnegation abnegation means um to renounce what is unbiased renunciation or unbiased abnegation that means he is not renouncing it because of hatred towards it no he is not doing it out of hatred nabhinandati nadveshti you know yah sarvatran abhisnehas tat tat prapya priya priyam nabhinandati nadveshti tasya pragnya pratishthita in the second chapter 57th verse na abhinandati nadveshti this is called unbiased abnegation in the material world one who is unaffected by whatever good or evil he may obtain neither praising it nor despising it is firmly fixed in perfect knowledge even if something so called reversal happens he does not despise it or he does not despise anything that is so called um, bad he just stays away from it and he renounces it not because of affection or hatred because both are attachments it is born out of attachment abnegation means to have no attachment unbiased abnegation he has nothing to do with it that's all but it has every, it his krishna's property so it in krishna's this is called yukta vairagya uh, he may be renounced from worldly possessions but he will use all the worldly possessions in krishna's service that is unbiased abnegation in the shrimad bhagavatam uh, 11:28 to to 4 we, we have <clears throat> 11 28 1 
श्रीभगवाच परस्वभावकर्मा न प्रशंसेन्नगर्हत विश्व पश्यन प्रकृत्या पुरुषेण च The supreme personality of God had said one should neither praise nor criticize the conditioned nature and activities of other persons rather one should see this world as simply the combination of material nature and the enjoying souls all based on the one absolute truth parasvabhava karmani yah prashamsati nindati स आशुभ्रश्यते स्वार्था असत्यभिनिवेशर इंडलजस इन प्रेजिंग और क्रिटिसाइजिंग द क्वालिटीज एंड बिहेवियर ऑफ अदर्स विल क्विकली बिकम डिवियर फ्रॉम हिज ओन बेस्ट इंटरेस्ट बाई हिज एंटैंगलमेंट इन इल्यूशरी ड्यूएलिटीज तैजसे निद्रयापन्ने पिंडस्थो नष्टचेतन mayam prapnoti mrityum va tadvanna anartha drukpuman just as the embodied spirit soul loses external consciousness when his senses are overcome by the illusion of dreaming or the death like state of deep sleep so a person experiencing material duality must encounter illusion and death kim bhadram kim abhadram va dvaitasya vastuna kiyat vachoditam tadanritam manasadhyatame vacha that which is expressed by material words or meditated upon by the material mind is not ultimate truth what therefore is actually good or bad within this un- insubstantial world of duality and how can the extent of such good and bad be measured so <clears throat> so you see praising or criticizing or uh, appreciating and uh, despising anything material is condemned but the the a spiritualist has to condemn the materialistic way of life and what is this how come like shri prabhupada condemned all the bogus philosophies and philosophers is that not criticism so the criticism means to actually this is explained in the by bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur in the purport here you see of course this is not a prabhupad's um, purport this part of the purport but we can understand that this is actually true um the criticism or praising should not be on the material platform oh this material uh, thing is better than this material thing or this material thing is worse than that material thing rather all material is bad whereas spiritual so praising the spiritual aspect and condemning the material aspect that is proper way of understanding things Uh, <clears throat> because ultimately it won't help us to have any attachment so we have to condemn it so that we we don't have attachment for it because hmm. it is um, anything material is uh, detrimental for our advancement 
so you see here the words asati abhiniveshataha by absorption in the temporary or unreal indicate that one should not adopt a concept of material duality and praise or criticize other materialistic persons rather one should praise the pure devotees of the supreme lord and criticize the mentality of rebellion against the personality of godhead by which one becomes a non devotee one should not criticize a low class materialist thinking that a high class materialist is nice in other words one should distinguish between the material and the spiritual and should not become absorbed in good and bad on the material platform for example an honest citizen distinguishes distinguishes between the life of civil freedom and that of imprisonment whereas a foolish prisoner distinguishes between comfortable and uncomfortable prison cells try to understand this it's a nice example here you know an honest citizen distinguishes between the life of civil freedom and that of imprisonment life in jail and life outside jail so oh the, the whole jail he condemns or criminal behavior he condemns because that will bring us jail term but he praises um honest civil behavior whereas a foolish prisoner who is inside the prison he distinguishes between comfortable and uncomfortable prison cells a class prison oh i am a c class prisoner i should go to a class prisoner so that is um, foolish condemning c class prison and praising a class prison whole prison has to be condemned and not exactly prison has to be condemned it is my criminal tendency that has to be condemned which has caused my term in this prison life so i have to come out of that maya the prison warden he is doing his duty duty punishing the prisoners so why to condemn him so maya is not to be condemned really what is need to be, what needs to be condemned is our tendency materialistic tendency which causes our imprisonment in maya just as for a free citizen any situation in prison is unacceptable for a liberated krishna conscious devotee any material position is unappealing is true shri bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur indicates that rather than trying to separate conditioned souls by materialistic distinctions one should bring them together to chant the holy names of the lord and propagate the sankirtan movement of lord chaitanya a non devotee or even an envious third class devotee is not interested in uniting people on the platform of love of godhead instead he unnecessarily separates them by emphasizing material distinctions like communist capitalist black white rich pure liberal conservative these are actually going on so rampantly today and so on material life is always imperfect full of ignorance and disappointing in the end rather than praising and criticizing the high and low features of ignorance one should be absorbed in krishna consciousness on the spiritual platform of eternity bliss and knowledge so this difference between spiritual and material should be separated so it should be made both have to be separated from each other that is proper uh, sign of intelligence you see in the second chapter of bhagavad gita 16th verse nasato vidyate bhavo nabhavo vidyate satah ubhayor api drishtontas tvanayos tatvadarshibhihim those who are seers of the truth have concluded that of the non existent which is the material body there is no endurance and of the eternal the soul there is no change this they have concluded by studying the nature of both so they have analytically studied what is material and what is spiritual and divided them according to their characteristics so that kind of division is necessary not that everything is same or we should not praise we should not criticize everything is okay material is also okay spiritual is also okay right 
how can you say prison life is also good outside life is also good everything is good what is that so that is not to be just like arjuna he was also confused in bhagavad gita he understood that fighting on you know materialistic distinctions oh i am better you are worse and you know, all this and then for that reason killing all the one's uh, relatives this is all bad there should be equality there should be okay if they want to rule they let them rule you know i'll just go to the forest what is there i, I don't need this kingdom i can live you know why all this bloodshed so he was saying all these things but then his equality was condemned his so called um, not praising not criticizing attitude um, was condemned by krishna he said no 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 you have to fight but not for the reason of just occupying or or killing them and um, having the kingdom for yourself not for that reason but because they are on the path of adharma as a matter of duty you have to do this because from a spiritual perspective they are all wrong so from a spiritual perspective what is right and what is wrong like krishna um what is that um what is it One fourteen. Ah, jayastu pandu putra nam yesham pakshe janardana. That is the thing. Jayastu pandu putra nam yesham pakshe janardana. The Pandavas uh, are always victorious because Krishna is on their side. So we have to be on Krishna's side. That is the whole Bhagavad Gita. There are two uh, two parties, and in the beginning, the first shloka of Bhagavad Gita, Dhritarashtra Vacha. धर्मक्षेत्रे कुरुक्षेत्रे समवेता युजुत्सव मामका पांडवाश्चमकुर्वत संजया हि डिवाइडेड द फर्स्ट वेरी फर्स्ट श्लोक ऑफ भगवदगीता स्टार्ट्स विद दिस डिविजन ऑफ टू पार्टीज टू आर्मीज मामका एंड पांडवाश्चय मै सन्स एंड पांडू सन्स सो दैट इज द मेटीरियल डिस्टिंगशन बट krishna did not uh, krishna arjuna now he considered everything one no we are not all different we are all one you know why should we fight so that was his um proposal of equality of you know tolerance of you know compassion but then krishna again divided into two no you have to fight the kauravas you you have to you know fight the kauravas according to my instruction now is krishna's dividing them into two and dhritarashtra's dividing them into two on an equal platform no dhritarashtra was considering about mamakaha my sons when you say my sons that is based on the body hmm. whereas krishna is no they are on the path of adharma this is a dharma sang, uh, sangraha धर्मयुद्ध अथ चेतम धर्म संग्राम न कैश्यसी हिवा सॉरी तत स्वधर्म कीर्ति हेत्वा पापमवापसी टू थर्टी थ्री इस दिस इज दिस संग्राम दिस फाइट दिस वॉर इज धर्म संग्राम
ఇమం ధర్మ్యం సంగ్రామం రిలీజియస్ ఫైటింగ్ ఎస్ అ మ్యాటర్ ఆఫ్ రిలీజియస్ డ్యూటీ దిస్ ఇస్ రిలీజియస్ ఫైటింగ్ ఇఫ్ హౌ అవర్ యూ డూ నాట్ పర్ఫార్మ్ యువర్ రిలీజియస్ డ్యూటీ ఆఫ్ ఫైటింగ్ దెన్ యూ విల్ సర్టన్లీ ఇంకర్ సెన్స్ ఫర్ నెగ్లెక్టింగ్ యువర్ డ్యూటీస్ అండ్ దస్ లూజ్ యూ రెప్యుటేషన్ యాజ్ అ ఫైటర్ సో దిస్ ఇస్ ధర్మయుద్ధ అండ్ దేవర్ ఆన్ ద పాత్ ఆఫ్ అధర్మ సో మెనీ థింగ్స్ దే హ్యావ్ డన్ అధర్మ so that is why they had to and all you know um political diplomacy was used as a last resort the war came samadana bheda danda so all all were used finally danda finally punishment so <coughs> the the division was done different thing and krishna's will the main thing is the dharma means dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam krishna he favors the devotees and then he is against the non devotees paritrana sadhuna vinashaya dushkritam so krishna also divided on what is his basis sadhunam and dushkritam uh, sukritna sukritna means those who are pious or sadhunam are in fact not just pious but actually pure pious may not be pure yet because krishna says in 716 chaturvidha bhajante mam janmani sukritna arjuna artho arthatya jignasur gyani gyani cha bhartarshabha pious people they come to me four kinds of people five pious people but they're not pure yet hmm. but dushkritna are the uh, exact opposite namam dushkritno mudha prapadyante naradhama maya pahrata gyana asuram bhavam ashrita so they are all demons dwaubhuta sargau lokesmin daiva asura evacha vishnu bhakta smrto daiva asurastad viparyaya this is the real distinction so it is not that they should not be criticized they should not all everybody equal no everybody equal yes as a spirit soul fine but what they are doing that has to be judged whether they are their activities on the spiritual platform or material platform whoever are krishna devotees they are on the spiritual platform everybody else is on the material platform so dwau bhuta sargau lokesmen two parties are there always vishnu bhakta smrto daiva daiva and asura the godly and the demoniac the godly people are those who are vishnu bhakta smrto daiva asuras tad viparya those who are against krishna they are viparya so krishna again divided them into two based on not the family wise but based on dharma and adharma based on daiva and asura hmm. that is proper distinction spiritual and material distinction uh, of course in in present situation we cannot wage a war with because that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu did not come with any weapons what he did his weapons are this um, uh, holy name the the associates the devotees uh, and by you know this uh, prabhupad said you know distributing books we will just like the materialists are dropping bombs from the sky we should drop books in the laps of the conditioned souls and those are the bombs which will detonate the whole demoniac mentality from them and make them pure so that is our fighting hmm. we also need to drop bombs this is spiritual bombs the bomb of truth that will awaken them to this the demoniac mentality will be killed and then the devotional mentality will awaken 
so in this way we have to distinguish between the two so unbiased abnegation means not out of hatred for something material or favoring something like for example a materialist may okay for example i'll give you an example recently i've come across these things um i mean it has been going on but in india for example um there are some people who are you know they are into hindutva for example they may be you know you know fighting for yes temples should be you know revived um all these things you know they are kind of a movement to revive hinduism now such people may um say some things which we may agree with for example um one of them one of them who was actually such a kind of activist in india he was saying that you know temples in india have gone to um, the state control the state government is controlling the finances and the running of the temple um and then the people are just coming there and you know taking some darshan and going now he said what do they know how to run a temple they are not part of the community they are not part of the anything they don't even know what is what so the devotee should have the control of the temples um so that is true but we also don't agree with some of things that they say because they are into this all this hinduism i know first of all their their thing is based on sentiment but not knowledge <clears throat> so we need to know where the distinction should be now krishna and dhritarashtra are not on the same platform right but it looks like both of them wanted the war whereas arjuna did not want and arjuna for a novice spiritualist the arjuna will look more like a sadhu because he was into equality whereas dhritarashtra is bad because he wanted this war and krishna why why is he making a, a sadhu like arjuna into a into a violent person so they have this you know misconceptions so although the end result may look the same like dhritarashtra wanted this fight mamaka pandavascha and krishna also wanted this fight pandavas and kauravas so it it may coincide but it's not coming from the same place it's not coming from the same understanding or same conception of life so <clears throat> sometimes the people in the mode of goodness and the people in the mode of shuddha sattva they may coincide on some things but unless one is on the platform of pure spiritual understanding it is not correct so this we have to understand so unbiased abnegation so when the avidya vanishes uh, because they are on the platform of avidya like dhritarashtra he was an avidya even the so called sentimental hindutva people they are also on the platform of avidya they don't really know what is the ultimate goal of religion hmm. they don't understand that they just argue for you know oh this has been our culture we should not lose it are why what is the purpose of their culture culture means there is a there is a there should be an end to it what is the 
ultimate end of all this culture so without understanding that just sticking to culture for for um, you know without any meaning blindly or sentimentally that is not going to do any good that is still in the cat- category of avidya so when avidya vanishes the brighter illumination of a true unbiased abnegation and a sense of the relationship between krishna and jeevas will appear in the heart hmm. numberless times has this been proved to be true among the wise hmm. with a happy heart one should recollect the meaning and form of the holy name and should pray to krishna with a heart rending lamentation see patsudan saraswati thakur is giving you know very important instructions on how to even chant with a happy heart one should recollect the meaning and form of the holy name and should pray to krishna with a heart rending lamentation and this will draw the grace of krishna which will lead him onward in the path of bhajan or else births will pass in vain like karmis and frustrated gyanis so if even we chant hare krishna but if we don't come uh, to a heart rending lamentation while chanting and with a happy heart recollecting the meaning and form of the holy name then numberless births will pass in vain like karmis and frustrated gyanis that's why it is said bahujanma karijati shravana kirtan tabutana paaya krishna pade premadhan even after chanting from many millions of births one may not get any krishna prema if we chant with offenses so of course it cannot be done overnight but we just have to keep on doing it and pray for the mercy of prabhupada chaitanya mahaprabhu and krishna and slowly by and by we will become more and more engrossed or involved in the holy name by the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu by the mercy of shri prabhupada and by the mercy of the holy name itself hmm. those who engage in bhajan may be divided into two distinct classes now those who engage in bhajan may be divided into two distinct classes some bear only the burden others appreciate the real worth of things those who long for enjoyment or for self destroying salvation are attached to worldly affairs and are attached to worldly affairs are only yoked to the heavy load of virtue wealth enjoyment and salvation they are unaware of the fact that prema is the best sap now <clears throat> in the those who engage in bhajan some only bear the burden others appreciate the real worth of things so what is this burden in the in the in the bhajan because they are interested in they, they because they still long for enjoyment even though they may be engaged in uh, krishna consciousness they may still long for enjoyment or even self destroying salvation kaivalyam narakayate because it is suicide, spiritually suicidal to just um become a spark in the brahma jyoti because there is no service there hmm. and are attached to worldly affairs are only yoked to the heavy load of virtue wealth enjoyment and salvation dharma artha kama moksha those who place so much importance to these four things but not the main thing which is prema pumartho mahan prema pumartho mahan the um, panchama purushartha which is krishna prema if that is not uh, given importance to and if one is only worried about dharma artha kama moksha then he is actually carrying a burden so they are unaware of the fact that prema is the best sap or the essence 
so such load bearers fail to progress in bhajan in spite of their utmost strivings whereas the essence seekers aiming at premalata very soon reach the longed for ultimate so this is the reason why some people may make advancement quick advancement in krishna consciousness and some may not make much advancement even after years and decades of practicing krishna consciousness the reason is this how much they're attached to a worldly life and how much they're attached to salvation versus those who are essence seekers aim at premalata uh, aiming at premalata the the creeper of devotion hmm. so it is in how much earnestness we take to it how much sincerity we, with which we take actually is the index of how much advancement we will make or is the is the cause of how much advancement we will make they are called prema rurukshu those who earnestly strive for ascending up to the region of prema prema rurukshu <clears throat> just like we have in the 6th chapter yoga rurukshu and yoga rudha you know yoga rudha arudha means one who has achieved the topmost stage and rurukshu means one who is um on still on the path arurukshu who has just begun yoga and he is striving to advance arurukshu yoga rudhas arudhas of one who has attained yoga arudha yoga rurukshu so similarly prema rurukshu is a person who is actually the essence seeker the seeker of the essence and not getting distracted by worldly religious uh, matters they are called prema rurukshu those who earnestly strive for ascending up to the region of prema they alone can in a very short time ascend up to the sphere of prema or easily become paramahamsas thus when one who so long simply did bear burdens learns to love the truth in the company of sadhus he also soon turns to longing for prema now those who may be you know doing krishna conscious activities but who are only on the you know they are still attached to worldly life if they associate with sadhus and learn from them the love uh, learn from them how to love the supreme personality of god krishna love the truth truth means absolute truth krishna and then they also soon uh, turning they also turn to longing for prema they also become prema rurukshu otherwise they are just like load bearers like coolie like that coolie they are bearing so much weight but without much profit shramayavahi kevalam when in previous births one has done good works looking forward to devotion this invigorates reverence and a strong desire for service to godhead which then turns into an appetite for devotion in the company of devotees both bhajan and true devotees awaken sadhana bhakti so in the previous births who has done good pious activity yesham tu antagatam papam jananam punya karmanam te dvandvamoha nirmukta bhajante mam dridhavrataha so that is the verse actually so <clears throat> this invigorates reverence and a strong desire for service to godhead that is called dridhavrata then which then turns into an appetite for devotion in the company of devotees such people want to actually stay in the company of devotees and um they have an appetite for devotion both bhajan and true devotees awaken sadhana bhakti 
by engaging in sadhana bhakti and the association of true devotees who are uh, situated in bhakti they awaken the sadhana bhakti which leads to the expectation of prema hmm. if one adopts the processes of sadhana as directed by true and pure devotees by the pure spiritual master pure devotee he will before long almost almost turn mad for ascending the stage of prema where it can be tasted uh, he will become mad for this prema but again this prema will remain far in the background if he associates with half true devotees and will not be exclusive uh, will not be able to exclusively devote himself to the service of krishna that means you see even among devotees we have to associate with the true devotees not the half true devotees they are not serious in their um, endeavors such devotees we have to stay away from uh. <clears throat> now if i don't take a pure devotee as my spiritual master as a diksha guru then there is no way i can ascend to the platform so this is actually uh, i'm not being serious about my own spiritual life if i take somebody and if i think that okay guru does not have to be a pure devotee then i'm not even sp- serious about my own spiritual life am i really serious about going back to godhead or not and only pure devotee can recommend us to godhead and nobody else and why do i take shelter of somebody who is not pure thinking that he will take me and then falsely chanting mantra oh uh, namo vishnu padaya krishna preshthaya who is at the lotus feet of krishna vishnu and very dear to krishna when they are not on that stage okay they are dear in the sense that they are devotees because but if they would have properly followed the instruction of the pure devotee then there is a different thing but if they offend the instruction of a pure devotee krishna says even the devotees of devo- of my devotee are very dear to me but such persons must be devotees of his devotees but if they disobey his devotees how will he be pleased with them hmm so they are half true devotees hmm so it will remain far and those superficial devotees who just you know do it as a matter of some kind of a uh, formality but not taking it very seriously and deeply <clears throat> in this stage so okay so this is the stage of half true devotees so i'll read it again but again this prema will remain far in the background if he associates with half true devotees and will not be able to exclusively devote himself to the service of krishna in this stage one his strong love for the fleeting world he has a lot of attraction for this fleeting world his two his identification of the soul with the material frame of flesh and blood and the subtle body of the mind he identifies still very strongly with the, the gross and subtle body i mean how many of us actually are have uh, li- have liberated ourselves from this conception we still think ourselves as this body and the mind how far even second chapter of bhagavad gita we have not realized uh, of course this means we are you know not completely on the stage but we have to be eager for that stage but if i'm just satisfied at my stage that is not is half true devotees of course we all start from somewhere and, and, and from the starting point right 
but we have to be desirous of advancement we have to not be stagnated uh, then that is good but if we remain ourselves stagnated stagnate ourselves that is bad it means we are not serious so his strong love for the fleeting world his identification of the soul with the material frame of flesh and blood in the subtle body of the mind number 3 his knowledge of things other than krishna this is maya bharata gyan his knowledge of things other than krishna and for his extreme servile attitude towards maya that means he he is he wants to be a servant of maya he can't give up serving maya so these things do not allow him to regard and love true devotees so if we have these things we cannot really appreciate the association of true devotees rather crafty thoughts uh, beguile his heart so beguile means uh, charm i think that's how it's pronounced uh, let me see beguile charm or enchant often in a deceptive way so they beguile his heart crafty thoughts means materialistic creative innovative thoughts beguile his heart how to enjoy this way how to enjoy that way always making new and newer plans they charm his heart and he loses the real thing in this way the practitioners or practitioners of devotion have to remain long confined to the preliminary rites of a devotee in the first stage so they re- they remain confined to the preliminary rites of a devotee in the first stage um that means in the uh, third class devotee they just do the you know chanting superficially they may do all these things but they just don't progress any further hmm. no doubt they have reliance and faith in krishna but it is so tender fickle and unsteady that they may at any moment be led away from by the contradictory arguments of conflicting schools and may accordingly come into the company of so called preceptor and sadhus this is very 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 important point they have faith in krishna but it is so tender fickle and unsteady that they may at any moment be led away by the contradictory arguments of conflicting schools now not only does it mean oh he'll be led away by some uh, other types of gurus and all that but also even in the company of devotees he will easily give up such association for very minor things i have seen so many devotees even though they have been long in this movement without much thought they give up the association of devotees when something doesn't go according to their wish and i i just it confused me for a long time why i mean okay whatever has happened has happened but why do they consider devotee association so cheap that so easily they can give it up how they have such guts how are how brave they are or how foolishly brave they are to give up the company of devotees and face maya all alone really i can face maya all alone why do i think that i'm such a powerful warrior nobody has ever t- stood the test of maya only in the company of devotees can we actually protect ourselves 
like if i am an uh, <laughs> if i am a disabled person why would i go on a battlefield to fight a war with what faith am i even going there how much um audacity i have or such a um disproportionate faith in myself that i can go there all alone and disable and fight a war and win it what you see how krishnadas kavraj goswami is saying cc antyam 21 i think or 12 दुर्गमे पथिमेन्धस्थलपादगतेर्मुह स्वकृपाष्टिदान सतवलबनम दिस इज हाउ ही इज फीलिंग कृष्णदास कविराज गोस्वामी माई पाथ इज वेरी डिफिकल्ट आई एम ब्लाइंड एंड माई फीट आर स्लिपिंग अगेन एंड अगेन देर फॉर मे द सेंट्स हेल्प मी बाय ग्रांटिंग मी द स्टिक ऑफ देयर मर्सी एज माई सपोर्ट It's like an old man, you know. He requires a walking stick, or he may require a wheelchair, any such aid, you know, for him to move. So let the sadhus be my, you know, my walk, my my stick, and give me the support, because my feet are slipping again and again. I am blind. So we have to really be in the company of sadhus, and uh, really value such association. We will not value it. if we keep ourselves only to the superficial uh, rituals of being a devotee but not actually involving in them deeply enough then we will fall prey to all these things very quickly we will be uh, distracted from the real goal and trivial things will attract our heart and we will give up the very great treasure for the trivial distractions मात्रास्पर्शास्तु कौंते शीतोष्ण सुख दुख दाह आगमापायनो नितास्ताम स्थितिक्षस्व भारत यम हिन व्यथयन्तेते पुरुषम पुरुषर्षभा समदुख सुखम धीरम सोमृतत्वाय कल्पते सो दिस इज 214 एंड 215 आई मीन वी हैव टू बी वेरी स्टेडी इन दिस एंड दैट विल हैपन व्हेन व्हेन आवर रेलिश फॉर द होली नेम व्हेन आवर रेलिश फॉर द कृष्ण कॉन्शियसनेस is firmly established if it is not firmly established then it can be it can be uprooted any moment hmm. it has to be firmly established why does a tree not um how does a tree be, uh, how does a tree become strong and rise so high to rise that high especially you know um i think the redwood trees the huge trees just go towering you know hundreds of feet in, into the into the sky and when we look at them we were like wow if any wind passes how how these trees and these trees stand for thousands of years how do they do that because the roots if you look at the root of that tree it will be as deep and not only deep wide like that and deep it is just a very strong network it holds on to the ground like there's no way it can come off but if there is a if the, the roots are not so strong you know little bit uh, it will just fall so in order to stand firmly tarora pe sahishnuna it is said we have to be taller than the tree 
tolerant means it comes from where yes there are other things which are you know axe in the tree and then you know still standing there without protesting and at the same time you know giving shade giving fruits giving flowers being charitable being helping others and at the same time weathering the uh, differences in the climate withstanding all of that and any winds and typhoon you know all this still standing how does that come how does the tolerance come how can i sustain such tolerance if my roots are not deep the visible part of the tree you know is is only what is the is the result of the roots the deeper the roots the stronger the roots then good the nourishment that happens in the trunk and then the shade the 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 charity happens at the top at the foliage so we have to be firmly rooted in our practices in our sadhana shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam these have to be solid and then that will nourish us which is the trunk and we can perform ourselves we can conduct ourselves in this world ourselves first of all before even being able to help others hmm. then comes the the foliage part which is the charity part which is the helping others part paropakar part that's why janma sarthak kori karo paropakar chaitanya mahaprabhu said make your life successful and then help others you can't help others without making your own life successful what if a tree wants to give shade but its uh, trunk is very very thin and the shade he wants to be give huge shade to thousands of people little bit wind and the whole trunk will snap and everything will be gone and the tree tree itself may be uprooted if the roots are not strong so first of all our roots have to be strong then only can we do any good to ourselves or others so such strong roots means taking to this process with full earnestness full involvement full seriousness and sincerity and praying always it's not again it's not our effort that will bring us bring the results we have to do our best and then krishna by his mercy the spiritual master by his mercy makes possible the mercy of krishna flow and then through, through by the mercy of guru krishna prasad pai bhakti lata beach so by their mercy we will advance but to get their mercy to qualify for their mercy we have to follow their instruction to please them yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado yasya aprasadan nagati kutopi dhyayanstu vamstasya yashastri sandhyam vande guru shri charanaravindam so it is actually the prasada of the guru and krishna yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado so we have to please them that's the only thing by all our sadhana by all our thing we are just trying to please the spiritual master when he is pleased krishna is pleased and when they both are pleased the mercy will flow and then we will advance like that so we have to be you know doing this with full um, involvement <clears throat> so i'll just read that part again you see this is very important 
this prema will remain far in the background if he associates with half true devotees and will not be able to exclusively devote himself to the service of krishna in this stage his love for the fleeting world his identification of the soul with the material frame of flesh and blood and the subtle body of the mind his knowledge of things other than krishna and his extreme extreme servile attitude towards maya do not allow him to regard and love true devotees crafty thoughts beguile his heart <clears throat> in this way the practitioners of devotion have to remain long confined to the preliminary rites of a devotee in the first stage no doubt they have reliance and faith in krishna but it is so tender fickle and unsteady that they may at any moment be led away by the contradictory arguments of conflicting schools and may accordingly come into the company of so called preceptor and sadhus now the so called preceptor and sadhus may also be mayavadis and other cheating gurus or so called devotees who are actually not devotees but these people being led away by the from the company of true devotees take shelter of so called devotees who are actually envious people to the pure devotees in order to make steady their perturbed state of mind they must learn by the process of deduction the path of shruti from a true spiritual preceptor the true process of worship it means how to cure them the only way is they must learn the process by, by the process of deduction that means deductive process by the parampara system they have to learn the st- spiritual truth that means they have to read the books basically they have to read prabhupada's books they don't read these people superficial devotees they don't read you see what is the third class definition of a devotee of course we know this verse archayam eva hariye pujayam shraddhaye hate but in the chaitanya charitamrita that same verse is explained or translated differently by shri prabhupada and he adds a couple of points he adds a couple of points 22.74 you see this is actually 11247 shrimad bhagavatam the third class devotee definition but you see here archayame va harage poojam yah shraddhaye hate na tad bhakteshu chanyeshu sabhaktah prakritah smritah a prakrita bhakta or materialistic devotee does not purposefully study the shastra this is the thing about him a materialistic devotee means what what how can devotee be materialistic he that means he is th- third class devotee he is having interest in devotional service but he is also so much interested in material life still he all his behavior is almost not very different from the karmic behavior uh, his desires are also almost the same so then what advancement did he make almost zero so a prakrita bhakta or materialistic devotee does not purposefully study the shastra he does not read the shastra and understand try to understand this with purpose he has no purpose he is you know hanging around as a devotee waiting to be uprooted by a storm he is not deepening his roots he is not strengthening his roots you know the roots have to go down and wide and firmly hold on to the ground so similarly the the, the platform of krishna consciousness the ground of krishna consciousness devotee has to firmly hold on to so prakrita bhakta or materialistic devotee does not purpose, purposefully study the shastra and try to understand the actual standard of pure devotional service consequently he does not show proper respect to advanced devotees 
he may however follow the regulatory principles learned from his spiritual master or from his family who worships the deity he is to be considered on the material platform although he is trying to advance in devotional service such a person is a bhakta praya neophyte devotee or bhakta bhas for he is a little enlightened by vaishnava philosophy not much very little enlightened by vaishnava philosophy so this is how shri prabhupad translated this verse defining the third class devotee so what is this what is the main thing why it, why it's not so strong why is it so fickle because it does not purposefully read the shastra it does not study the shastra and understand the actual standard of pure devotional service they think shastra you know is like a oh nice thing to learn a oh, nice shlokas you know nice tune or show off you know like i know so many shlokas or you know i can chant the brahma samhita or i can chant this or that but when it comes to application of the, all this reading they fail why don't we see the connection between the the incidences mentioned in the shastra and our life we have to see how what we have to take from this what we have to take from this um according to our situation like today um morning his grace sundar gopal prabhu was giving a bhagavatam class very very deep class on um how krishna is irresistible for a devotee a devotee cannot give up krishna and in order to substantiate that he was showing examples and he was showing this example of the gopis when akrura came from mathura to bring krishna and balaram to mathura and that was the end of the uh, krishna's vrindavan leela as manifested on the earth and when krishna was going to leave the feelings of the gopis how you know uh, deeply they were um krishna conscious and how they cannot give up krishna at any cost they sacrificed everything for krishna it's a very touching very moving part of the bhagavatam very painful transcendently painful i mean it's actually ecstatic but you know <clears throat> it it gives a glimpse on uh, how seriously we have to take krishna consciousness in today's verse actually morning the prachetas they could not take their eyes away from krishna atrupta chakshusha their eyes were not satisfied the lord was going he gave them darshan and he was going to go back to his abode their eyes were not satisfied because they wanted to see the lord for eternity they didn't want to take their eyes off the lord um so that is how our attraction for krishna should be now of course we are not on the platform of the gopis but just by hearing their prayers you know how uh, we have to take krishna how seriously we have to take krishna consciousness and how to even look at um i'll give you an example you see now i'll give you an example um canto 10 chapter 39 this is from the verses one of the verses that prabhu showed in the morning today you see this verse uh, it's interesting 
This is Akrura's vision. Now the gopis are just, their prayers were heart rending. I mean it's, their love for Krishna is unmatched. But now, they, they said something. Now it looks like a ordinary woman, um, envious woman kind of um, thing. Ah, you see this prayer, 10.39.23, the gopis were saying, the dawn following this night will certainly be auspicious for the women of Mathura. All their hopes will now be fulfilled, for as the lord of Raja enters their city, they will be able to drink from his face the nectar of the, smiling em- nectar of the smile emanating from the corners of his eyes. And then in the next he says, O gopis, although our Mukunda is intelligent and very obedient to his parents, once he has fallen under the spell of the honey-sweet words of the women of Mathura and been enchanted by their alluring shy smiles, how will he ever return to to us, unsophisticated village girls? Now, this is a typical exhibition of female uh, rivalry, feminine rivalry. But actually, if you see, they are actually glorifying the residents of Mathura. Now, in, see, from that we can understand how the devotees, if somebody else is getting the favor of Krishna, you know, if you see the Mathura, the girls of Mathura are going to see Krishna now. We are going to be bereft. Of course, it looks like enviousness, but it's not that they hate the Mathura girls. They are actually glorifying the Mathura girls that Krishna is now going to you know, um, favor them. You know, now all their it will be auspicious for the women of Mathura. And then, and they although you see in the ten thirty nine twenty four, oh, by looking at them who are more sophisticated girls who are from a city girl, they're all city girls, and we are just village girls. We are unsophisticated. Compared to us, they will be more, you know, high class, and they are they will do all their feminine. You know, they have their attractive features and then Krishna will fall for them. Now, although that looks like a kind of uh, um, envious of them, but actually, that is just the mannerism. Honestly, they were glorifying. Because they are saying that we are not uh, good enough in our service. So, Krishna is leaving us. Whereas the women of Mathura, they will be so... Uh, they will be much more qualified devotees and of course Krishna will favor them you know there, there is so much import in all these in these verses so of course we are not on the level of gopis you know to think like that but we can take away these we, we have these lessons to take from these uh, these um, pastimes you see on our level what we can understand what we can take away from these these verses so therefore there is this you know in uh, Vaikuntha consciousness, it is mentioned in these verses, in these two verses, very nice verse, 3, 15, 18, and 19. <clears throat> Paravatanya Brithasarasa Chakravaka Datyuha Hamsa Shukatit Teribarhinamya 
కోలాహలో విరమతే చిరమాత్రముచ్చైర్ భృంగాధిపే హరికథాయమానింగ్ అబౌట్ దిస్ ప్యాస్ టైమ్స్ ద గోపీస్ ఓ ఇట్ ఇస్ హై లెవెల్ ప్యాస్ టైమ్ సో విస్ట్ ఆర్ వి జస్ట్ టేక్ ఇట్ యాజ్ సమ్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ సినిమా కైండ్ ఆఫ్ ఫీలింగ్స్ లైక్ హీరో హీరోయిన్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ సెపరేషన్ సమ్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ ఫీలింగ్ అండ్ జస్ట్ లీవ్ ఇట్ అట్ దాట్ నో అరే వి హ్యావ్ లెసన్స్ టు లెర్న్ ఫ్రమ్ ఎవ్రీ ఎవ్రీ ఆస్పెక్ట్ గోపీస్ ఆర్ ప్రేయింగ్ దేస్ దేర్ ఆర్ వెరీ హై లెవెల్ వీ కెనాట్ అండర్స్టాండ్ దట్ విప్రలంబర్ బట్ సమ్థింగ్స్ వీ కెన్ అండర్స్టాండ్ అట్ అవర్ లెవెల్ వీ కెన్ రియలైజ్ సమ్థింగ్ రైట్ సో వీ హ్యావ్ టు టేక్ దోస్ లెసన్స్ వీ హ్యావ్ టు టేక్ దెమ్ అండ్ రిమెంబర్ దోస్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్షన్స్ ఫర్ వాట్ ఫర్ వాట్ because when situations come when our faith will be tested these are the things that are going to help us these memories these shlokas we are not reciting for showing off to someone that i can chant all these shlokas and you know i am so good at chanting them and i am so musically inclined i am just a top top notch devotee <laughs> whether i am a top notch devotee or not will all be tested when there will be trying circumstances and pandavas you see they went through everything but they stuck with krishna they never ever complained to krishna krishna why are you doing this to us no they never that is why krishna favored them so he will test our patience he will test our tolerance because he wants us to become he wants to he wants us to pass the test so if you're learning all these things if you're reading all these things for what are we reading this what are we taking away from this why are we reading these things to get inspired to become a devotee we are associating with devotees we are associating with bhagavatam we are associating with chil prabhupad by his instructions only to become inspired and take it more seriously in our lives if you don't connect it to our lives if you just treat it as a separate thing the shastra is separate my practical life is separate then i have not understood krishna consciousness the shastra are supposed to guide us in our krishna consciousness in our practical life so you see here the, what is this verse when the king of bees bhringadhipe harikatham ivagayamane so actually with this verse only i came with this new tune for this 14 syllables paravatanya bhutasarasa chakravaka datyuham sashukati tiribarhinam ya కోలాహలో విరమతే చిరమాత్రముచ్చైర్ భృంగాధిపే హరికథాంవ గాయమానే వెన్ ద కింగ్ ఆఫ్ బీస్ హమ్స్ ఇన్ హై పిచ్ కింగ్ ఆఫ్ బీస్ సింగింగ్ ద గ్లోరీస్ ఆఫ్ ద లార్డ్ దెర్ ఇస్ అ టెంపరీ లల్ ఇన్ ద నాయిస్ ఆఫ్ ద పిచన్ ద కుకు ద క్రేన్ ద చక్రవాక ద స్వాన్ ద ప్యారెట్ ద పాట్రిడ్జ్ అండ్ ద పీకాక్ such transcendental birds stop their own singing simply to hear the glories of the lord now you see this re- verse reveals the absolute nature of vaikuntha there's no res- difference between the birds there and the human residents now compared to a bird like a nightingale like a cuckoo like a swan partridge peacock they are very beautiful wo- uh, birds and some of the birds are very very melodious but a bee comes into their presence a bumblebee and they stop their singing they don't say that oh i am a better singer actually you know my voice is better what is this bee bee only what is this huh? i i will sing better 
let me show off my singing what is this be this push brush it aside no they stop their singing to hear from the bee the glories of the lord why the bee doesn't look very exceptionally beautiful compared to the birds but of course in spiritual in the spiritual world everything is beautiful but from our materialistic point of view um, a bee looks like a black lump and ting, making sound like that uh, what is it doing so it doesn't look very like you know very beautiful or very uh, melodious also but when the bee is singing the bird stop why because they understand that the bee is much more closer to the lord because the lord is having this vaijayanti mala and these bees are very close to that mala they have much more proximity with the lord so they know more secrets about the lord so we want to hear from the bee and then we will sing those glories as we have heard from the bee we will sing the glories that is parampara system so in this way vaikuntha consciousness it does not matter the the external talents what matters is the devotion bhavagrahi janardan the lord accepts the devotion so although the birds are very much more talented than seemingly more talented than the bee but the bee is more uh, knowledgeable in the science of krishna than the the birds at least they took it that way that is vaikuntha consciousness to always praise the others other devotees that should be my consciousness that is vaikuntha consciousness not see myself praised so you see although it is just a, a verse which is just talking about bees and you know this whole chapter is actually speaking about the whole how vaikuntha is but then i mean all the beauty of vaikuntha it, it just looks okay part of that description okay some birds some bees and you know all this nice garden and all that but you see if you see closely you will see vaikuntha consciousness and how we as devotees should behave and take this as an as an example for ourselves the next verse also highlights the same point here the example is birds and bees right now next one मंदार मंदार कुंद कुरबक उत्पल चंपक अर्ण पुन्नाग नागकेशर बकुल लिली एंड पारिजात आर फुल ऑफ ट्रांसेंडेंटल फ्रेग्रेंस दे आर स्टिल कॉन्शियस ऑफ द ऑस्टेरिटीज परफॉर्म बाय तुलसी फॉर तुलसी इज गिवन स्पेशल प्रेफरेंस बाय द लॉर्ड हु गार्लेंस हिमसेल्फ विद तुलसी लीव्स एंड हिज फीट इज अडॉन विद तुलसी लीव्स so all of these flowers are extremely beautiful to look at and extremely fragrant parijat i mean and nagakeshara champaka i mean these are very and some some i don't even know what they are they don't have english equivalents even they are just left with the sanskrit words only and they are i mean spiritual world i mean how fragrant they must be but although they were seemingly so qualified talented but they are always conscious of the austerities performed by tulasi 
who tulsi leaves yes are also fragrant are also but what about some parijat how can it compare but tulsi's austerities are unmatched more than even parijat more than even anything else so you see how they're all again vaikuntha consciousness hmm. seeing always the the devotion of other devotees and glorifying it and um, you know aspiring and how to say um, seeking mercy seeking their that that devotee's mercy so that i can also become devotee so these are all lessons we have to glean from all these things we have to be attentive enough to you know take all these lessons otherwise we are just superficially reading of course by your constant reading and repeated reading and by hearing from devotees we will start to notice these things and when we read also when you know krishna will allow us to see all these things so we have to purposefully read the shastra a third class devotee he does not do this and therefore his so called reading of shastra first of all is not so studious in that and even if he is he just you know like you know officially superficially read something and you know nice story nice but doesn't take any lessons for himself to imbibe so that is called purposefully studying the shastras with purpose what is the purpose i should advance what lessons i can learn today how can i improve by today's reading that is how we should approach reading that is how we should approach the class this is how we should approach the chanting how how can i put these teachings into practice all these things not just oh yeah i have to read half an hour i'll read you know i read something not like that of course even that is good i'm not saying no but if we involve ourselves and be eager to learn somebody is speaking about bhagavad gita instead of thinking that ah he will be speaking you know i at least anyway i know more than him you know i don't need to listen to are can't i learn even one thing and even if i know that thing is it not worth hearing that again to remind myself yes have i really understood this even if it's as basic as you are not the body if the devotee is going to say you are not the body and we have heard that a million times a billion times in our spiritual life maybe but have i realized no so is it worth hearing it again yes so let me sit down let me learn let me be attentive and even however basic it may be i have i have not crossed over second chapter of bhagavad gita in my realization i have not understood that you know body and soul are different i am always concerned with my body so let me get out of it the ego i am so much concerned about my ego all these things are just basics Hmm. I haven't crossed over. So why do I think I'm very advanced? I don't need to listen, or I don't need to read, or I don't need to take everything very seriously. That's why it is said, in order to make steady their perturbed state of mind, this tender, fickle, and unsteady people in Krishna consciousness, third-class devotee, they must learn the process of deduction, the path of Shruti from a true spiritual preceptor. So they must learn by the process of deduction, the true process of worship. Hmm. what is the actual standard of worship so we have to take all these lessons from the our reading and hearing a firm faith in the holy name will be awakened in the heart after worshiping the deity in this way for a long time or for a long time you know don't be again we have to be utsahan nischaya dhairyat we have to be utsahan we have to be enthusiastic but enthusiasm will fail after some time it will fade <laughs> so nischaya we have to determine and dhairyat we have to have patience we have to be prepared for the marathon not a sprint it's not a sprint it's a marathon 
so we have to be prepared that you know when the suchi and the muchi the cobbler and the brahmana when the cobbler heard that you know he is going to have as many lives as the leaves on this banyan tree under which he was sitting millions of leaves he was he was dancing in ecstasy that is the sign of patience that means he is appreciating or celebrating the fact that the lord has taken notice of him and there is some finite number of lives after which he can actually go to krishna so krishna has actually considered taking me back although i am totally unworthy of going back for eternity i deserve eternal hell but krishna is still so kind that he has given me a chance to krishna has said i can come back to him if it's after million or trillion life whatever krishna said i can come back to him he is celebrating that fact patience not like that so called brahmana eh what is this 100 lives how come 100 lives i am so pure i have one life this is this should be my last life what are you talking about 100 lives ah uh, impatience hmm. so a firm faith in the holy name will be awakened in the heart after worshiping the deity in this way for a long time then at last they will have determination for naam bhajan in the company of devotees so to have the determination of worshiping the name worship taking krishna consciousness seriously will take time proper sir it will take at least 20 years to chant good rounds so 20 years of proper practice again not superficial and just you know something something we are just just not purposefully paying attention to what we are doing hmm The case is different with those few lucky ones who have an exclusively firm faith in Krishna's holy name. They take by unbounded grace of Krishna shelter at the feet of such a spiritual guide who is an ontologist of the holy name that is who has realized and does see the spiritual or the swarup a form of the holy name. Concerning the need for such a preceptor that means you see this ontologist of the holy name means who has realized and sees the swarup of the name That means he's a pure devotee, first class. The spiritual guide, the spiritual master, guru, has to be of the first class platform. Otherwise, you cannot. So, concerning the need for such a preceptor, that means on the such a first class devotee preceptor, Sri Mahaprabhu says that though formal initiation may not be necessary, still a guide is essential in nama bhajan. So, formal initiation is a form uh, formalizing of the vows, but the real vows have to be internal hmm. what if i just do the initiation ceremony but internally i have not really taken to this with full earnestness then that's not going to be as fruitful but if i take it with all earnestness even if there's so called no formal ceremony that is real initiation hmm. a guide is essential in nama bhajan so <clears throat> the spiritual master now shri prabhupada his instructions are all there uh, so we have to be guided by them and then we have to be guided by those devotees who are following those instructions as well now he says the mere letters of the holy name may be had at any place and from anybody means the letters the the, the name of the krishna is made up of hare krishna hare rama all these letters can be had the mere letters of the holy name may be had at any place and from anybody but the profound and unknown truth that is lurking behind those letters can only be exposed by the grace of a true preceptor who is purely devoted to krishna this is the difference this is why we have to receive the uh, mantra from the proper guru from in the sampradaya 
This is the reason why. Because he knows the profound and unknown truth that is lurking behind those letters. And only with that understanding when we take the holy name, that will be fruitful. And that knowledge will be unlocked by a pure devotee. The grace of the spiritual guide alone can pass over from the early twilight, from the ten offenses hindering the true service of the holy name. So the early twilight, is the beginning but it has to rise from that the sun has to actually come up right so that will happen only by the grace of the spiritual guide by the spiritual master and if you take those instructions seriously then the ten offenses hindering the true service of the holy name uh, we can pass over and that's why it is said you know one has to ride from rise from ignorance to passion and passion to goodness and from goodness to Shuddha Sattva and all this can be done just by worshipping a devotee Rajasthamascha Sattvena Sattvam Chopashamena Cha Etat Sarvam Gurau Bhaktya Purushohyanjasa Jayet One must conquer the modes of passion and ignorance by developing the mode of goodness and then one must become detached from the mode of goodness by promoting oneself to the platform of Shuddha Sattva all this can be automatically done if one engages in the service of the spiritual master with faith and devotion. In this way, one can conquer the influence of the modes of nature. Only by the grace of Guru we can cross over all these things. So those who are devoted to the holy name have already from the beginning attained the stage, the stage of the second class of the Swarupa, form of the holy name. So those who are devoted to the holy name have already from the beginning attained the stage of the second class of the Swarupa, of the name. They are practically no longer bound to Nama Bhas, utterance of the, na, utterance of the name, avoiding the ten offences. Truly speaking, they earnestly desire Prema. They are true Prema Rukshus. It is their religion to have Prema for Krishna. It is their religion to have Prema for Krishna. The stress will be on the religion. <clears throat> they make friendship with true Vaishnavas. You see, for example, now in this war of um, Russia Ukraine war, all the countries have, you know. Um, punished Russia by stopping all the trade with them and now Russia is trying to you know improve its economy and it, the foreign minister has gone to India to have talks with the Indian government to improve trade ties between Russia and India now although it has nothing to do with us nothing much to do with us what we can see is if we want our interest then we will make friendships with whoever can you know help us in that like russia he wants i mean they want their interest of trade and economy so they are going to their friends and you know striking a deal striking you know making friendships and making this and that so that is on the political level 
devotees similarly what is their goal just like the materialists their goal is economic economic growth but for the for the vaishnavas their religion is to have prema for krishna here it is said they are true prema urukshus that means they are ascending to the platform of prema and their religion is to have prema for krishna and because that is their motive they will make friends with whoever can help them in that and this is not just like a political uh, you know like a business transaction it is much more deeper actually they will actually serve and surrender to that such devotees and learn this path and correct themselves on that path so they make friendship with true vaishnavas they cast kind glances at and show compassion to tender and unsteady vaishnavas so prema maitri kripa peksha yah karoti sa madhyamah so this is a second class devotee they ishvare prema ईश्वरे तदीनेशु बालिशेशु द्विषत्सु फोर क्लासेस ऑफ लिविंग एंटिटीज ईश्वरे सुप्रीम लॉ तदीनेशु सर्वेंट्स ऑफ ईश्वर डिवोटीज बालिशेशु द इनोसेंट एंड द्विषत्सु इग्नोरेंट विद दीज फोर क्लासेस ईश्वरे तदीनेशु बालिशेशु द्विषत्सु प्रेमा मैत्री कृपा उपेक्षा आर द आर देयर वेज ऑफ डीलिंग विद दीज फोर डिफरेंट क्लासेस so with the ishvara it's prema maitri with devotees um uh, friendship with devotees and then um, kripa with balisheshu with the innocent uh, and dushatsu uh, upeksha neglect neglecting them indifferent to them so in this way he behaves so that is being explained here truly speaking they honestly desire prema they are true prema rukshus it is their religion to have prema for krishna they make friendship with true vaishnavas they cast kind glances at and show compassion to tender and unsteady vaishnavas and they are indifferent to those who being puffed up with false vanity of their erudition are malicious and inimical to the devotees of shri murti of bhagwan inimical to the devotees and shri murti of bhagwan so this is second class devotee failing to distinguish right from wrong the beginners who are confined only to the initial rights this is the third class devotee sometimes fall into deplorable conditions hmm. the middle order of vaishnavas who are honestly anxious for prema behave differently from the three previous classes of vaishnavas so in the first i mean in the third class vaishnava also there are three classes who those who only only carry the burden means they are practicing something but you know they are very much interested in you know materialistic life and they are very much into this dharma artha kama moksha not into krishna prema so much they carry the burden so they are also third class those who maintain bad association another class of uh, third class devotees those who are chanting but they still have bad association as for devotees who are chanting and working outside they have to be very very careful hmm. uh, not to become very intimate with uh, not to become very close friends with um, non devotees if at all friendship is should be there it should, it should to be there only on the platform of uh, showing compassion for them and introducing them to krishna consciousness otherwise we should not associate very closely just you know as it is said there is one uh, description how one should associate with materialists just like uh, you go to the market to buy vegetables and then the grocery shop the cashier at the shop how would you uh, you know if you of course if you know him as a friend you will you know talk and you know spend some time with him otherwise 
you just go there buy some things and ask the price of this ask the price of that and okay this and that and then come out very superficial very not very close so that's how the i mean that's how the behavior should be with those materialistic people whom we sometimes may have to deal with but we should not deal with them in great intimacy hmm. so those who carry the burden those who maintain bad association and those who strictly follow this is also third class devotee but he is strictly following and actually wanting to improve and coming to the second class so the second class are the ones the middle order of vaishnavas who are earnestly anxious for prema behave differently from the three previous classes of vaishnavas those who carry only the burden those who maintain bad association and those who strictly follow and soon are blessed with prema or ascend to the highest or superior order of vaishnavas in other words they will go to the first class standard of vaishnava it is best to associate with this middle order of vaishnavas and not the third class of course first class is the best and second class so these both third class it is not advised of course we are all third class and what we should not associate with each other just don't talk to each other no we would encourage each other to rise to the at least we should be having at least if we are in the third class we should be one in the, those who are strictly following this class here not this uh, maintaining bad association and those who only carry the burden but this the strictly following so at least in that category we have to associate and that is friendship but we have to seek or um how to say seek the association of those who are advanced that's why if you see noi5 the different grades of devotee and how we should associate with them कृष्णे तिजस्ेत दीक्षास्ति चेत प्रणतिभजुश्रूषया भजन विज्ञानी and one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who is advanced in undevi- undeviated devotional service and whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize others and of course this criticism we have already mentioned in the first part of this today's lecture what is worth criticizing and what is not on what basis things should be criticized and what not we have given the example of krishna and dhritarashtra dhritarashtra also divided the kurukshetra people into two armies two parts two parties Kauravas Pandavas, Mamaka Pandavas, Chaiva, and Arjuna wanted to see them all as equal, but Krishna again divided divided them on a spiritual basis into two parties again. But those two parties coincided with Trithirashtra's parties, Kauravas and Pandavas. But the intention was totally different. So his was on the path of dharma and adharma, daiva asura, whereas uh, Trithirashtra's consideration was only seminal. You know, this is my son. They are. others so and one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who is advanced in undivided devotional service and whose heart is completely so this devoid of criticizing others means criticizing others on the material platform hmm for krishna both are very equal family wise both are cousins of krishna so but why he favored the pandavas so in dhritarashtra's case okay we can understand you know he is he is 
you know worried about his own son's welfare but in the case of krishna both are equally cousins for him so why did he side the pandavas because in the path of adhar uh, sorry path of dharma he doesn't care whether they are on the they are his um, uh, cousins or not in fact everybody is a child of god child of krishna so actually krishna is related with everyone not only the pandavas and kauravas only so why does he side the paritrana sadhuna vinashash duskrita two parties based on daiva asura hmm. so the difference that is spiritual criticism so krishna criticized what karna has done what bhishma dev has done what all of them have done on the kaurava side but that criticism and he says vinashashu duskritam not just criticize i will destroy so if krishna can have such feelings of criticism and even to the point of destruction like narasimha he, he destroyed hiranyakashipu and saved prahlad so that criticism is always to be there hmm. so materialistic life should be criticized and spiritualistic life or devotional life should be praised and devotees should be praised who are treading the path of krishna consciousness and those who are on the materialistic way they have to be condemned either helped that way of life should be condemned and if they can be helped they should be helped if they are stubborn atheists they should be avoided so this we have explained in the in the early part it is best to order uh, best to associate with the with this middle order of vaishnava second class devotees these prema rurukshus devotees chant and tell their beads 3 lakhs 3 times 64 192 rounds in every 24 hours Twenty, what? 192 rounds, and they are still prema rurukshus. <laughs> Not yet prema rudhas or no somehow. So just see where we are at this whole point. Three times sixty-four rounds in every twenty-four hours, and they find such happiness in the holy name that they cannot spare a moment without him. then when no time can be kept in sleep etc they become incessant in their bhajana this is their rise to the first class platform the first sign of a person who is rising to the first class is that he cannot stop he cannot stop chanting he cannot stop serving krishna avyartha kala avyartha kalatvam he does not waste a single moment that is the stage of anubhava going to the place stage of bhava and then prema um, so they become incessant in their bhajan bhajan means bhajan means not only you know singing sitting and singing together that not only, bhajan means to worship krishna basically the whole process of devotional service that is called bhajan they become incessant in their bhajan repeated remembrance of the meaning of the holy name as explained by shri gopal guru goswami hara what is hara and what is that hare hare means hari and hara both also and krishna all attractive harama the reservoir of pleasure and of course that other meanings also where he said ra means all the sinful activities will go away just like the in the ramayan the demon maricha was fearing the just word the, the letter ra and then ma ram ma means the sin won't i mean sorry the sin won't enter back again so that kind of explanation is given and also he is always 
you know, he is a reservoir of pleasure. He is always with his pleasure potency, Radharani. So, Krishna's another name is also Rama. Balaram is also Rama. Ramachandra Bhagavan is also Rama. So, anyway, the reservoir of pleasure. So, in that way, Sri Gopal Guru Goswami has given the definition of holy name. So, repeated remembrance of the meaning of the holy name as explained by Sri Gopal Guru Goswami, who is a disciple of Swarup Damodar Goswami, personal secretary of Lord Chaitanya, will by degrees drive out all contamination from the nature of the devotee. So, we have to come, Patsidan Saraswathakur said earlier in this uh, part, that, um, and by the way, those who have missed the earlier part, this is actually, this whole chapter is by Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur, not by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Uh, this was added to the Harinam Chintamani as a, another chapter at the end, but it's actually written by Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur and that's why the English is so elevated. So, um, repeated remembrance of the meaning of the holy name as explained by Gopal Guru Swami will by degrees drive out all contamination from the nature of the devotee. So, Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur explains that as one is chanting Hare Krishna, he should always remind himself, remind his mind the glories of the holy name and there, thereby chant it with full concentration and veneration, respect. So, like that. Then the holy name will appear in person before the spiritual eyes of the devotee. This is the first class, rising to the first class. When the Swarupa form of the Holy Name fully appears, it is identical with the spiritual form of Krishna. The appearance of the Swarupa of the Holy Name is the appearance of the Swarupa of Krishna. The more clearly and purely the Holy Name is visible, the more bhajan proceeds in the presence of his Swarupa. Sorry. The more clearly and purely the Holy Name is visible, the more bhajan proceeds in the presence of his Swarupa, the more do the three elements of which primordial matter is said to be composed, namely Sattva, the strand of goodness, Rajas, the stand of activity, the tamas, the gloom of pride, haughtiness, etc. of the lowest inherent principle, disappear. And there appear the spiritual attributes of Krishna in the heart of the devotee. So the more one is involved in the holy name, the more this this gunas of the holy name, I mean of the material world will go away and one will actually become transcendental to the three modes. Nistraigunyo Bhavarjuna. And then the spiritual attributes of Krishna appear in the heart of the devotee. Then again, when there is a happy union of the name, form and attributes of Krishna, so the name first is realized, then the form, then the attributes of Krishna or qualities of Krishna are realized. Then, and uh, so then again, when there is a happy union of the name, form and attributes of Krishna and devotees in their bhajan see them, the Leela, pastimes of Krishna is awakened by the grace of Krishna in their pure heart as soon as they are absorbed in deep and easy natural meditation. So, name, form, qualities, pastimes, and then entourage. So, it is all in sequence. One by one, one realizes everything. The holy name then dances incessantly on their tongue. The form of Krishna is visible on their soul's eye. Sorry, visible to their soul's eye. All the attributes of Krishna are observed in their heart. And the bud of Leela blooms in their soul while they are buried in meditation. In this stage, five conditions of the prayer practicing devotee are to be noticed. Shravanadasha, Varanadasha, Smaranadasha, Apanadasha, Prapannadasha or Sampatyadasha. The happy mood which the devotee feels at the time, sorry. The happy mood which the devotee feels at the time of listening to the object of pursuit and the means of hearing from the lips of a true spiritual preceptor may be called Shravanadasha. 
So that means a devotee is happy hearing about the pastimes of Krishna, hearing about Krishna Katha and hearing it from the right source, from the authorized spiritual master, bonafide spiritual master. And then that is called Saravanadasha. In this stage, every bit of knowledge about how to chant the holy name without committing any offense to him and of the processes and fitness of chanting the holy name is gained. This facilitates the continuity of the holy name. When fit to receive it, the strung together beads of Nama Prema can be had from Sri Gurudev, that is, the disciple with every delight and from the deepest recesses of his heart cordially welcomes the boon of surrendering himself to the feet of Sri Guru for pure and unalloyed bhajan and receives invigorating strength and faculty from him. This is Varanadasha. So he accepts Karishya Vachanam Tava. I will do whatever you say. That is a disciple. And that stage is called Varanadasha, when he accepts. And then he gets invigorating strength and faculty from the Guru. The choice of Sri Guru for bhajan by the acceptance of the holy name and um, strength from him. So, in this stage he receives strength from the devotee and he accepts the holy name from the devotee. Remembrance, contemplation, concentration, constant meditation and trance, final beatitude or ecstasy are the five processes of smarana. So, um, what is that? Just now. Oh, smaranadasa. Uh, smaranadasa. We have uh, seen the five uh, smaranavastha, five uh, divisions it is there. Uh, dharana, Dhyana, um what is that um wait let me let us just recap that part sorry it's a bit late but i think we'll finish it today okay here is only english is given Recollection, absorption, meditation, constant remembrance, and trance. Dharana. Dharana. Dhyana. Samadhi. Apana. Not even there. What was the verse we saw? No, yes, I mean on uh, Thursday. Okay, I'm not going to waste any more time of yours. I forgot uh, where, you know, this uh, Smaranavastha, the five stages are mentioned in Sanskrit. Anyway, so all these things, there will be remembrance, contemplation, concentration, constant meditation and trance. 
these are actually more and more intense absorption remembrance is there but then there's also forgetfulness and then contemplation there is more intense meditation and then there is concentrated medicine uh, medicine meditation and then constant meditation after that and then finally trance all may look or sound similar but that's why i wanted to bring out that sans- sanskrit words if anybody of you can find is good but otherwise we're just going to go forward so smaranavastha the five stages so <clears throat> from remembrance of the holy name the devotee thinks of the form which gives him a steady conception of the attributes so you see how the progressive thing works from remember- remembrance of the name the devotee thinks of the form which gives him a steady conception of the attributes or qualities this steady conception of attributes gives him a firm conviction of pursuing the leela of krishna and having entrance in the leela he is completely absorbed in krishna rasa and this is called apanadasha acceptance complete absorption by these stages of smarana and apana the devotee can know and adore the eternal and daily leela of krishna in eight different periods of the day ashtakalya leela and when he is deeply absorbed in it he realizes his own self and that of krishna these self realized devotees are paramahamsa so that is the standard of paramahamsa what kind of what is this stage of samadhi very nicely explained here you see how intense this is we krishna said simply in bhagavad gita you know you remember me at the time of death you will go come back to me remember me means what smarana smarana means what five stages of smarana and smarana avastha the, the last stage is complete absorption samadhi intense you know concentrated con- meditation on krishna's pastimes so it is not simply you know very cheap thing then at the time of his departure from this world the devotee by the grace of krishna you see this is when leaving the body you see then at the time of his departure from this world you know that you know antakale cha mameva mameva smaran muktva kalevaram tam tam ha what is that यह प्रयात सद्भाव याति नास्तिशय सो वन थिंग्स ऑफ मी एट द टाइम ऑफ डेथ यू विल कम बैक टू मी सिंपली सेड बट यू सी ओ वाओ देर इज सो मच लैग नाउ द कंप्यूटर इज टू मच फॉर द कंप्यूटर टू हैंडल वेरी हाई लेवल टॉपिक्स सो आई डोट नो वॉट टू डू कंटिन्यू So you see, but what is the stage we have to come to before we pass the pass over from this body? Come to the stage of Paramahamsa. Then, at the time of his departure from this world, the devotee, by the grace of Krishna, becomes an associated counterpart of ideal worship, counterpart of ideal object of his worship in Vraja, and thus attains the samam bonum of Nam Bhajan. You know what this mean? What this means? Um, because. Um, at this stage when he is meditating on krishna like this he worships a particular residence of resident resident of vrindavan vrajavas like nanda maharaj or yashoda or radharani or some gopi or some manjari so because he one he so when he becomes perfect then he becomes a counterpart associated counterpart of ideal object of his worship in vraja um so he becomes a servant of such such eternal associate or a counterpart of him or her and thus attains the samam bonum of nam bhajan that means he will enter the eternal past pastimes of the lord when should when should all who are seekers after prema leave the stage of a householder and accept so now here from here onwards he answers some questions so he starts off the paragraph with a question and then answers that 
so the question is uh, and next paragraph he starts again with another question and then answers that like that so these are instructions on nam bhajan on how to chant and all this how to accept krishna consciousness so this question is when should all who are seekers after prema leave the stage of a householder and accept sanyas or the fourth stage the answer is that be he in basti or society or solitude okay dhruvanusmriti anusmriti yes oh wow there is a verse beautiful so this is the verse where is it even quoted tamidam smaranam panchavidham so then there is a whole sanskrit and remembering the lord progresses in five stages from one first one tries to understand the lord this is called smarana then the heart becomes attracted to the lord this is called dharana and then specifically meditates on the lord's form qualities and pastimes this is called dhyana then that meditation drowns one in a flood of nectar this is called dhruvanusmriti or anusmriti and then the lord personally appears before the meditator this is called samadhi so these are the five stages of smarana anusmriti yes that word that word if i find out that i will get the purport anusmriti is there so anyway you see um that is the stage of actual samadhi so the answer is that be he so when should he leave household and accept sanyas the answer is that be he in society or in solitude in palace or bower be he in the stage of a grahastha or a vanaprastha or a sanyasi in whatever stage he may be in the prema rurukshu should prefer to live in that stage only which is only which will be favorable to the attainment of prema and should at once desert the stage that is a burden or antagonistic to his bhajan in this connection the lives of shrivas pandit shri pundarik vidyanidhi shri ramanandaraya and other personal attendants attendant sorry and other personal attendants of krishna are worth recollection they are all born paramahamsas rubhu janaka etc in the days of yore are seen to be paramahamsa even though they led the lives of householders while on the contrary finding household life to be detrimental and a bar to bhajan shri ramanuja swami ramanujacharya shri swarup damodar goswami shri madhavendra puri goswami shri haridas thakur shri sanatan goswami and shri raghunath das goswami all renounced the stage of householder and accepted sanyas krishna's loving beauty is so enamoring that even the god of lust is charmed by him and krishna himself being charmed by his own beauty and loveliness covets the pleasure enjoyed by the best of his lovers shri radha by loving by lovingly serving such a form as his so here so when should one accept sanyas so it doesn't matter which grahe thako vane thako sadahari bole dako whichever stage is conducive for one's advancement one can accept that and just go on in increasing his krishna consciousness hmm now you may think oh then you know in householder there may be attraction from kama lust what about that so that's why here it is mentioned that krishna's loving beauty is so enamoring that even if he is in a householder he is so attractive krishna that it will draw him away from that of course if we take it seriously so krishna's loving beauty is so enamoring that even the god of lust is charmed by him you see this is why kama will not affect him even though in any place so krishna consciousness is such pure activity that no matter what position one is in it doesn't matter it will act and we we can rise to the platform of prema in any from any stage even the god of lust is charmed by him and krishna himself being charmed by his own beauty and loveliness covets the pleasure enjoyed by the best of his lovers 
Sri Radha by lovingly serving such a form as his. That's why he took the form of took the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So anointing himself with the luster and complexion of Sri Radha and having been been imbued with her ardent longings of love, Krishna is ever dallying as an exemplary lover of himself as Sri Gauranga. Sri Krishna, the essential nature of the supreme being, the only real and eternal truth, is the object of love, and Sri Gauranga, the possessor and distributor of that love. So Gauranga is the possessor and distributor of that love. And Krishna is the object of that love. Krishna is simultaneously dallying with his dear consort in the groves of Vrindavan and tasting the extract of love suckers following, flowing from his consort as Gauranga at Navadvip. So as Krishna he is enjoying as the object of love and as Gauranga in Navadvip he is enjoying as the Ashreya of that love. As Krishna is the Vishaya of that love. As Gauranga Mahaprabhu he is the Ashreya of that love. And he is distributing also to others. That's why it is Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate. Prema Pradaya. Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratvishyanamaha. So he is distributing also that love. And Krishna himself does not know that love. Because he loves himself from the point of Vishaya. He is also attractive to himself. But then when he becomes attracted to himself, he adopts the mood of Radharani. Like there is this uh, incident in Dwaraka. It is stated in, I think, uh, Lalita Madhava, where it is not in the Bhagavatam, it is in the Lalita Madhava or Govinda Lilamrita, maybe, where Krishna is looking at his own reflection and he was uh, appreciating his own beauty. And in that appreciation, he adopted, he wanted to taste, he wanted to love Krishna, he wanted to love himself. And that mood actually brought the mood of Radharani. Then the desire developed in him when he, was, when he was in Dwaraka. That I want to taste this beauty as Radharani tasted. Um, that's when the desire started and eventually he came down as Gauranga. Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Govinda Lilamrita I think is the book which explains this incident. <clears throat> I think there is a verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita I think. That verse is mentioned. Um... Maybe if you can help me take out that verse, I don't know if... I'll just... Yeah. Aparikalita Purvaha Kaschamatkarakari Spurati Mamagariyan Eshamadhuriya Puraha Ayamahamapayhanta Prekshayam Lubdha Cheta Sarabhasamupabhoktum Kamaye Radhikeva Lalita Madhava, yes. Lalita Madhava is a drama of Krishna in Dwarka. So in that, this verse is there. Upon seeing his own reflection in the bejeweled pillar of his uh, Dwaraka palace, Krishna desired to embrace it, saying, Alas, I have never seen such a person before. Who is he? Just by seeing him, I have become eager to embrace him exactly like Srimati Radharani. And this was the beginning of his plans of how to enjoy, uh, how to, sorry, experience the love that Radharani feels for him. And the, the incarnation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
um, the the reasons behind Krishna's or the thoughts or the plans of him wanting to incarnate as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started here at Dwaraka. <clears throat> so, in so doing, he distinguishes. Sorry, in so doing, he distinguishes pointedly the real name identical with the object himself from the apparent or false one which is taken profanely blasphemously or in vain so the name of krishna which is identical with krishna is only so when it is taken in the real way when it is taken of the false you see the false name is that which is taken profanely blasphemously or in vain you know with uh, when we are taking uh, the name in aparad then it is not we are not experiencing the full effect of the name because of our uh, disposition of offensive disposition so as we chant more um, i mean by the blessings of special prabhupada chaitanya mahaprabhu um, if we give more respect to the name and chant more uh, nicely and then not only during chanting but conducting ourselves as a devotee all aspects of our devotional life because like for example blaspheming devotees is one of the offenses against the name because the devotees spread the glories of the name so that blasphemy of the devotees can happen even while not chanting even while doing other things i can blaspheme so that is also aparad of the name so naam aparad is on not only when we are chanting but our life as a devotee hmm. all the ten offenses we have to avoid so if we do those offenses and chant try to chant hari krishna nicely that is still blasphemously chanting hmm. so that is apparent or false name but the only way we can become purified is just keep on chanting and trying to avoid the offenses as much as possible and seeking the mercy of guru vaishnavas and krishna chaitanya mahaprabhu and krishna so he emphasizes that in this kaliyuga worldly people indulge in who emphasizes oh okay <clears throat> Krishna emphasizes Krishna is simultaneously dallying with his dear consort in the groves of Vrindavan and tasting the extract of love suckers flowing from his consort as Gauranga at Navadvip himself singing Krishna's name and teaching others how to love Krishna and sing his name so this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in so doing he distinguishes pointedly the real name identical with the object himself Krishna from the apparent or false one which is taken profanely blasphemously or in vain he emphasizes that in this kaliyuga worldly people indulge in duplicity intoxication sensuality killing animals mercenariness and so are unable to meditate upon or worship vishnu and perform vedic sacrifices so in other words if we take to krishna consciousness and engage in these four sinful activities meat eating illicit sex gambling intoxication then that is blasphemously taking and even if you are avoiding those things there are still offenses to be considered that has to be avoided that have to be avoided but at least one is on the path of you know reformation but if we stick to these sinful habits then especially it is you know that is false name the name has a zero effect like that because we are not receptive to the effect of the name so the chanting of krishna's name is the only meditation the only sacrifice the only worship in this age of kali 
<coughs> the name is the means the name is the end but it should be noted with the utmost care that krishna's name is not a mere combination of letters or utterance an appearance um, is not a combina- mere combination of letters or utterance an appearance is not identity so it may appear as the holy name but it's not the real identity of the holy name uh, the letters themselves don't make up the holy name but the bhava with which it is chanted the understanding that lurks behind those letters as bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur says and that re- that being revealed by a pure devotee and we accepting that and then giving full respect to the holy name with that understanding ah that is the proper chanting of proper acceptance of the name so an appearance is not identity the fire and the glow now he gives with an exa- gives an example to you know uh, explain this the fire and the glowworm though similar in appearance are not identical <coughs> glowworm also looks like fire small f- uh, spark the fire and the glowworm though similar in appearance are not identical the minutest spark of fire set consciously or unconsciously seriously or playfully will instantaneously burn an inflammable thing if you put some fuel petrol a little bit fire just a spark immediately it burns the whole thing whereas a thousand glow worms will not be able to do that they will not set the fuel on fire so they may appear same but the effect is different krishna's name is identical with krishna himself and pregnant with all the properties and attributes of krishna so his name unlike all other names is full of energy perfect eternal pure devoid of illusion and eternally free the aurora of sunrise is sufficient that means the dawn of sunrise is sufficient to dispel the darkness of night and to drive the wild animals to their lairs lairs means their den the their hiding places hideouts so the aurora of sunrise is sufficient to dispel the darkness of night and to drive the wild animals to their lairs and thieves and decoys to their resorts or their hideouts so everybody will just go away from the field of action and then hide hide in their places and then darkness is also gone it enables us to distinguish the various objects of senses and ushers the advent of the glowing lamp of heaven the glowing lamp of heaven is the sun so when sun rises even the dawn when the sun has not risen at that time already the darkness is gone wild animals are gone decoys and thieves are gone and it enables us to distinguish the various objects of senses it enables us to distinguish okay this is a table this is a chair this is a this is a plant this is a you know we can see everything in other words and ushers the advent of the glowing lamp of heaven see how bhaktisiddhant writes <laughs> glowing lamp of heaven so because actually in heavenly planets the the swargaloka starts from the orbit of the sun so that is all the heavenly so that is the first heavenly planet that is why the days of the week are sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday all in the order of the planets that there are as uh, their distances from the earth so anyway so it ushers the advent of the glowing lamp of heaven so similarly namabhas stops poverty from planting our pillows with thorns material life is like a pillow of thorns it, you know if you if you package all kind of thorns and in a pillow it looks like a nice pillow but when you sleep on it it will just pierce the whole face and then all bleeding 
so material life is like that it packaged as a comfortable thing but actually it's a very uh, painful thing material life it's very nicely bhagwan sansarasvet akur he has his own way of explaining things so namabha stops poverty from planting our pillows with thorns destroying our worldly hankerings and dispels our illusory gloom so this is these are compared to the darkness and wild animals and thieves and decoys what is that our material cravings for happiness worldly hankerings huh? <clears throat> which are like the pillows with thorns um so they destroy the worldly hankerings dispels our illusory gloom so that we may see the name face to face just like we can see the sun face to face eventually after the aurora has finished after the dawn has finished the sun actually rises or then we can actually see the sun at that point but even before it has risen to the sky over the horizon we can already feel the the assurance the lack of fear that comes with the night <clears throat> and the gloom that comes with the night as well the so many things to fear in the night the ghosts the wild animals the thieves all that will go away even by just the dawn one will feel assured one will feel safe and then when sun rises all activity starts so similarly spiritual activity starts when one the sun of the holy name has risen in the heart so dispels our illusory gloom so that we may see the name face to face with the ever burning sun when the ever burning sun peeps out of the eastern horizon its effulgent rays its ever effulgent rays make us see it face to face feel its golden rays and enable us to see all objects bathed therein every object that is bathed in the sunlight we can see there's actually this this verse no by haridas thakur antya leela 3.181 amha samharad akhilam sakrit udaya deva sakala lokasya taranirivati mirajaladhim jayati jagan mangalam harer nama as the rising sun immediately dissipates all the world's darkness which is deep like an ocean so the holy name of the lord if chanted once without offenses dissipates all the reactions of a living being sinful life all glories to that holy name of the lord which is auspicious for the entire world this is from the padyavali an anthology of verses composed compiled by prabhu swami now in the following verses he explains this and after reciting this verse haridas thakur said oh learned scholar please explain the meaning of this verse but the audience requested haridas thakur it is better for you to explain the meaning of this important verse haridas thakur said as the sun begins to rise even before it is visible it dissipates the darkness of night when the fir- with the first glimpse of sunlight fear of thieves ghosts and demons immediately disappears and when the sun is actually visible everything is manifest and everyone begins performing his religious activities and regulative duties similarly the first hint that offenseless chanting of the lord's holy name has awakened dissipates the reactions of sinful life immediately and when one chants the holy name offenselessly one awakens to service in ecstatic love at the lotus feet of krishna liberation is the insignificant result derived from a glimpse of the awakening of the offenseless chanting of the holy name so what is that liberation from sinful life is just like the dawn only it's not as fully risen sun yet so liberation is very insignificant compared to the real bhakti that is the so okay these are all you know so 
the sun is seen and felt by us with its own rays and uh, heat and not by the help of any other glowing object it's another thing we don't need a torchlight to show the sun uh, come come i'll show the sun uh, you know switches on a torchlight and shows the sun what is the nonsense nobody can even see the light of the torchlight in the presence of the sun so the sun is seen and felt by us by with its own rays and heat and not by the help of any other glowing object the brightest candles of the universe put together cannot make the sun visible to us when our dreamy nights are at an end when we shake off our torpor torpor means our uh, i actually looked at it in the dictionary that's how i found it torpor means uh, our laziness you know when we our grogginess when we wake up when we are just awakened from the sleep we still feel a bit sleepy and you know still in a half awake condition grogginess that condition is called torpor when we shake off our torpor open our eyes and turn them to the east we see the sun of the holy name with all his glory and beauty so he's asking us to wake up and you know take to this holy name with all earnestness so that's the end of this book so as we as we have said in the beginning of the session this particular chapter naam bhajan is a essay by bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur and not exactly by bhakti vinod thakur and it uh, serves as a nice conclusion for this harinam chintamani so actually we have already completed harinam chintamani in the previous chapter but uh, anyway uh, you know these are all very very important instructions by bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur i think that's the reason why they were added as a last chapter as a conclusive chapter of this book so we should really be uh, thankful to the devotees who have put this together this translation and also uh, of course to shri prabhupad without whom we cannot understand any of these things and shri bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur bhakti vinod thakur and all the parampara and haridas thakur namachari haridas thakur shri chaitanya mahaprabhu and all the vaishnavas so all glories to them so thank you all very much for attending this and sorry for the long session and if there are any questions we will take them today the audience are not many manjugesh mata ji is asking hari krishna prabhu how to associate with the devotees who are not following the principles should we stay or just avoid it we should avoid yes krishnayati yasya giritam namasa manasa driyata just uh, pay respects from a distance that's it not associate with them if at all we associate we have to help them but if you are not in our soul strong enough we better not associate <clears throat> how to associate with devotees who are not following the principles should we stay or just avoid? okay you same question okay mm all right why must we choose our association carefully 3 minutes video all right so that's the end of the session thank you all very much i'm sorry the bva program has to be a little bit suspended for the time being i need to in fact release the results of bv and 9 exam as well i will try to do that i'll rush that and do that okay there is a question there i think so so uh, then we will resume our bva but at this point as i s- explained in the bva classroom it's a bit overwhelming so many services are there so i have to suspend it for a while at least so i'm sorry for that late announcement divya mata ji Prabhuji, after experiencing the knowledge and association of second class or first class devotees, we may feel like third class devotee association is sometimes less. If we continue being with them for the sake of being in devotee association, although they are also practitioners, 
being in molten state we may get their qualities practitioners are also called half devotees so yeah i mean we may all be advancing but we should at least associate with those devotees who are serious in about advancing rather than just those devotees who are officially engaged but you know they're not very much um desirous of their own advancement or very serious in devotional service so we have to respect them you know at least they have taken to the chanting and if possible help them to understand so it is not less i mean those who are sincere we should we should associate with them but those who are not we keep a distance we respect them for taking to the chanting but krishneti asyam giritam manasadriyat those who have taken to the chanting offer them respect but not intimate association not taking association from them taking association especially of those who are serious about it and those who are sadho sanga svato vare that's why this verse is very very important verse hmm shrimad bhagavata arthanam um, what is that sajati ashaye snigdhe sadho sanga svato vare 22131 this verse should be learned by heart shrimad bhagavata arthanam aswado rasikaihi saha sajatiya shayes nigdhe sadhav sanga svatovare one should taste the meaning of the shrimad bhagavatam in the association of pure devotees and one should associate with the devotees who are more advanced than oneself and who are endowed with a similar similar type of affection for the lord sajati sajatiya shayes nigdhe sadhav sanga svatovare are very important one should not associate with professional bhagavatam reciters a professional bhagavatam reciter is one who is not in the disciplic succession or who has no taste for bhakti yoga he may talk or speak but he has no taste of bhakti yoga simply on the strength of grammatical knowledge and word jugglery professional reciters maintain their bodies and their desires for sense gratification by reading shrimad bhagavatam so we have to avoid them one should also avoid those who are averse to lord vishnu and his devotees those who are mayavadis those who offend the chanting of the hare krishna mantra those who simply dress as vaishnavas or sim- or so called goswamis and those who are who make a business by selling vedic mantras and reciting shrimad bhagavatam to maintain their families one should not try to understand shrimad bhagavatam from such materialistic people according to vedic injunctions yasadeva para bhakti hi shrimad bhagavatam can be recited only by one who has unflinching faith in the lotus feet of krishna and his devotee the spiritual master one should try to understand shrimad bhagavatam from the spiritual master वेदिक इंजंक्शन स्टेट्स भक्तिया भागवतम ग्राह्यम न बुद्धिया न चटीकया वन हैज टू अंडरस्टैंड श्रीमद् भागवतम थ्रू द प्रोसेस ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस एंड बाय हियरिंग द द रिसाइटेशन ऑफ अ प्योर डिवोटी दीज आर द इंजंक्शंस ऑफ द वैदिक लिटरेचर श्रुति एंड स्मृति दोस आर नॉट इन द डिसिप्लिन सक्सेशन एंड हु आर नॉट प्योर डिवोटीज कैन नॉट अंडरस्टैंड द रियल मिस्ट्रीज ऑब्जेक्टिव मिस्टीरियस ऑब्जेक्टिव ऑफ श्रीमद् भागवतम एंड श्रीमद् भागवत गीता सो we should hear from the pure devotee and those who repeat the words of pure devotee and f- take that in their own lives uh, so you have to learn from them so then you know we can progress otherwise we will we will be to our own detriment we will behave to our own detriment so i hope that answers the question thank you all very much it has been a marathon harinam chintamani 17 episodes we have practically stopped bhagavatam chaitanya charitamrita classes just to finish this so we'll resume our classes will be going on despite whatever is going on with the project 
here the service here um, classes will go on all right so we'll stop it here thank you all very much hare krishna हरिनाम चिंतामणि की जय नामाचार्य हरिदास ठाकुर की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंद हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा